Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's workout is going to be another of the really important long, slow rows, okay? These are the ones that develop your core fitness to be able to go faster in your fast rows. Like I've said before, they're not going to make any movies about a session like this, but these are the sessions that allow you to perform in that block-busting row that you want to do. So what we're going to do today? Well, we're going to do 12 minutes three times with one minute rest in between, and we're going to do these at the good old favourite 20 stroke a minute and 2k plus 18 pace. Now this one is also going to get used as week three session one of the 2k redux meaning redo plan where I'm going back over the sessions and doing them again and what I've done in week two session one I'm going to repeat in week three session one which is in the first interval we're going to go through technique and all that kind of stuff to make sure that you're all ground in and you're, you're rowing well and then in the next two intervals I'm basically just going to tell you a bedtime story. I'm going to continue the story of my rowing progress up until where we are right now really just because this is the kind of row where once you get in and you're locked you really just need to concentrate on just staying locked and just kind of getting to the end of what's quite a long row and me just kind of constantly talking to you about technique and stuff can get quite dull at that stage. So I'll make sure and pepper it with little bits of technique tips, but I'm going to pick up where we left off in episode one, um, where, uh, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you more about that. There's no point me talking to you about it. Now we've got all this time together. So, right, whew, what's, he, what's he on about? He's lost it already. Oh no, come back to me. Four minute warm up. We always start this way. There we go, back on track. Um, start off by setting up your drag factor on your machine. If you don't know, don't know what drag factor is, then please do check out the video on the YouTube channel. Next up, go to the monitor and set it at eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, the foot strap should cover either the bottom lace in your shoe or regardless whether you're in socks, high heels, whatever, they should allow you to be able to get your shins to vertical when you come to the front. Okay, so too high, you might not be able to get to vertical. Vertical. Too low, you might go zooming straight past vertical, which can cause power leaks. Right. So our four-minute warm-up starts at 18 strokes a minute, and you just ease yourself into this for the first minute, okay? So, well, I'll talk to you through it once we're rolling. We're going to go in three, two, one. Let's go. So right now, all I want you to do is just make sure you're connecting with your legs and your arms. So don't worry about pace. If you really want to see something in front of you to know whether you're rowing hard enough, then maybe around about 2k plus 30. I just want to make sure that your body is moving and that you're get, getting the sequencing right of pushing with the legs and connecting with the handle and the flywheel at the same time. And then as we go through this next 30 seconds, just let your body ease off. If you can increase the pressure with your legs to help the speed and speed up a little bit. Ideally, as we get into this next one minute, you want to be rowing around about 2K plus 20, which means 
20 seconds slower than the average time it would take you to row a 2,000 meter time trial. If you don't know that, then I recommend watching the video I've got called The Importance of Baseline Testing. So you know why you're doing that. And then strap in and row 2K. It's the best way to really know your capabilities and adjust your training pace if you're wanting to try and get faster. Right, in four strokes time, we're gonna take one foot out of the foot strap and put it on the floor. So one more stroke. Put foot on the floor, continue rowing with just one leg strapped in. This really helps with your body angles and compression and stuff at the front of the row or stroke. I've just noticed my microphone's banging around. It's come off. I do hope this isn't affecting sound quality. I've got to figure every single time I row it's going to go thump. Right, let's swap feet. I have to come back and redo this warm up later. Let's see. Can't see whether it's causing the recorder to spike. You don't care, surely. You're just warming up. And I'll make sure it's fixed for the actual main session. Okay, both feet in, legs straight, and just roll with the back and arms. So you swing over your hips, and then you pull in with your arms. And then the reverse, push out your arms and swing over your hips again. Nope, I've got a bad habit of over-leaning when I do this one, and I just caught myself doing it. You just want to rock from one o'clock in the front to 11 o'clock at the back. Now slide to the front of the machine, straight arms, and just push out the front. All you're trying to do here is get that timing right. Remember I said right at the beginning about that foot or leg press and timing it with the catching the flywheel at the same time. That's what this one's about. Keeping nice straight arms as you drive out from the front. And we're all done with the warm-up. Well, let me quickly, just in case, right there we go. And I'll hold it, hello, hello. Testing, testing. Um, yeah, keep on moving up, up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll explain one more time what it is we're doing today after I've taken off my hoodie and fixed the microphone. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. You know, part of the reason I'm redoing all these videos is to try and get round technical issues like that. I should really just be... <laughs> anyway, so what we're doing today is we're going to do three 12-minute intervals with one-minute rest in between. Now, as far as programming your monitor is concerned, 
You should be able to get away with just programming it as the 12 minute intervals with one minute rest in between. There's a tiny chance we'll end up like one or two seconds um, out of sync by the end, but because there's only two rest periods, it shouldn't be that bad, okay? Or you could just go ahead and program in 38 minutes, which will include the rowing time and the rest, and just count down from top to bottom and not worry about coming back and looking at splits afterwards. Or you can go to the ErgZone app where this will be under the RA icon and this one is RA17. So look for that and that will then, if you've got PM5, allow you to just pre-program the monitor and not have to worry about any nasty button pushing and stuff. Now all three of these intervals are going to be at 2k plus 18 pace and at 20 strokes per minute. So these little one minute rests in between are just there to make sure that you don't spike too high in terms of heart rate, okay? So a lot of people will prefer just to do a straight 30 minute at 20 strokes per minute, but today I wanna to give you that extra kind of six minutes of rowing, but that rest just to try and kind of just keep you ducked under so you can try and stay around about 60 to 65% of your maximum heart rate, all right? Because I don't want um, you to spike too far past. So we did 36 minutes straight, then you can kind of, You'll seen that from the week two session one with the 40 minutes that because we did that non-stop you probably spiked a little bit high towards the end. I know I did but that's because I was talking the whole way through so anyway. Right okay this has been a very strange workout so far let's hope it doesn't get any stranger. Uh, microphone is attached. Hello. Right fine. You ready for this then? So let's start with our first 12 minute interval at 20 strokes per minute and 2k plus 18 pace and I will take you through technique stuff in this first interval. All right, three, two, one, go. So remember 20 strokes a minute is one stroke every three seconds. So even if you're not listening to the sound, which of course, <laughs> this is why I just paused then, you won't hear me saying this, but you get what I mean. If you get, for whatever reason, you get disconnected from the audio or even the video, or even the podcast, and you just want something to lock into for your pace, or sorry, your stroke rate, then just count down in threes. That's what I do anyway. I mean, eventually you just drift away and you've got the rhythm kind of, it's just locked in you don't really need to think about your stroke rate but certainly at first and then if you're more importantly if you're rowing on your own not along to something like this and you're trying to hit 20 strokes a minute then just watch the counter count down in threes right so the stroke then whether you're new to row along and this is your first session with me or whether you're a regular viewer hi <laughs> I do like all my regular viewers or whether you're experienced whether you're just starting off who knows but everybody could do with a just a little flash of a refresher refresher course for technique just so you can kind of have a mental checklist 
make sure no little stroke gremlins have snuck in while you weren't paying attention which is why pretty much all of my workouts I talk about technique because it just helps you swim in and out of focus for what you're doing so that now we're almost three minutes into this interval you should be nice and warm you should have found your rhythm properly and you can now start to think about body positions and things the first thing I want to talk about is the seat slide you should remember when I was talking about the foot stretcher height in the warm-up about getting your shins into a vertical position that's important you want to be able to get to vertical for maximum efficiency into the stroke it's the perfect angle to be able to push off with your feet if you go past vertical and that's usually done by sliding too far forwards in your seat then you can cause quite a large power leak and after all we're trying to get maximum power into the machine with the best efficiency the same goes for if you're not sliding forward enough you're not leaking power because you're not able to get the full leg drive in in the first place but you're certainly not going to be as powerful so try and look at yourself in the mirror or look straight down once or twice and just have a look as to whether your shins are in a vertical position or not now seat slide is part of it things like if you feel the seat banging off your heels often that's to do with poor posture that your hips are rolled backwards and not tilted forwards at the front of the machine and that is point number two is that you want to have your hips tilted forwards as you come into the front of the stroke so that you're leaning in to a one o'clock position and that way when you take the leg drive all the power flows through your body and into the machine and also lets you add in a backswing so you push with your legs and then you swing with your back to add in even more power so a nice forward lean at the front arms straight good posture forward tilt of your hips braced core 
the shins are at vertical and then you're ready to push with your legs into the machine and if you think about trying to push the machine away from you rather than pushing yourself backwards it really does help get the power in and to think about keeping your arms straight hanging off the handle to let the power flow into the flywheel or water wheel or whatever you're using nice and efficiently to then add in that backswing and then finally a good old powerful pull of the handle into your chest to run about sternum height or kind of brass strap height really but that push from the machine pushing it away from you from a weird brain port point of view should try it because thinking about pushing the machine away it's weird but it really does smooth out and increase the power through that leg drive anyway so you pull in nice and powerfully with the, with the handle to finish you still want a braced core powerful posture as you pull in and lean back to that 11 o'clock position you don't want to slump and round your lower or upper back see quite a few people they'll kind of come in the back and then just dump everything down <sighs> you want to be powerful I'm not asking to be a plank of wood that's just stiffly swinging backwards and forwards, but I want you to be strong, powerful, Spartan. <laughs> Maybe not Spartan. But you get what I mean? A nice, powerful finish. And what that does is it lets you send the handle out at the same pace you pulled it in at while rocking back over your hips a nice powerful posture lets you do that rock so handle away rock and once the handle is past your knees and you've got that body rock that is when you bend your knees okay so again take a look at yourself in the mirror or in a video or even just look down that might be simpler and if you realize that you're popping your knees up and then throwing the handle over your knees 
you've got the sequencing all wrong. Okay, on the return, handle, back, legs. We'll hear some people say, arms, body, legs. Arms, body, legs. Which is the total reverse of the drive. Because the stroke itself goes legs, body, arms. Legs, body, arms, arms, body, legs. Okay? So if you're going to do any rowing on your own, not to a row along, why would you? And you want to just think about technique, just remember that. That it's sequencing goes legs, body, arms, arms, body, legs. And then it's just down to hitting the right body angles. That one o'clock to 11 o'clock lean, shins at vertical, handle in a nice straight line, backwards and forwards. You don't drop down and do some weirdness. Just for the time being, straight backwards and forwards. And that should be you. Right, I managed to squeeze that into nine minutes. Probably rushed through it a bit, but last stroke. But don't worry. Like I said, I always talk about technique, so you'll hear enough of me talking about technique <laughs> if you do enough of my, my rows. But yeah, if you can just think about legs, body, arms, arms, body, legs for the stroke, and just hit the body angles I talked about, that's enough if you've not really thought about technique before. Don't confuse yourself with lots of other technique tips and stuff, just stick to them and you'll be fine for the time being for this first row. If you're new to thinking about technique. I was just choked on my water. Oh, right. So, in 10 seconds time, I'm going to go into interval two, all right? Five, four, three, two, one, go. Same as last time. 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 pace. And like I say, I'll try and just throw up the odd reminder through this interval about technique. But this one, I'm just gonna continue my little bedtime story. And of course, you could just, if you want, get to the end of this one and go, you know what, I don't want to listen to any more from him. And then just rewind all the way back to the first interval again. <laughs> but hopefully. So, previously on John's rowing. Uh, where was I? I think I'd, it was 2014. I'd got into rowing and joined a team, Free Spirits. And then I just raced the Scottish Indoor Rowing Championships. Hang on, am I out of time? No, I'm in time, it's fine. 
Scottish Indoor Rowing Championships where I won gold in the 1000 meters because nobody else rode it and even though I won the open race because they combined it with the student open race I came 11th and I'm still bitter about that mostly because it made me feel like an idiot but hey maybe you watching this you'll learn things from me so the same thing won't happen to you my point of contention on that one was mostly down to the fact that I didn't see any of the names of the other people that I was in fact racing on my monitor so I figured it says one I came first anyway so that was I think that was October 2014 and then December 2014 I'd also entered the British Rowing Indoor Championships now they take place at the Lee Valley Velodrome in London such hilarity ensued from friends who had no idea about indoor rowing when they were asking questions like don't the floorboards warp when they flood it for your indoor rowing I'm like you're kidding aren't you and they seriously thought that they flooded the floor of the velodrome and that basically we just all rode round in circles ridiculous anyway so with still with dreams of world domination even after the Scottish training continued for the next couple of months for the British Championships and I'd spend quite a lot of time say lunchtime walks at work and I'd just be imagining what it was like to row in that arena imagine rowing nice and strong imagine crossing the line first all that kind of stuff not because I'd read anything about the power of visualisation I was just really excited about the prospect of rowing at my next event which was much bigger so let's wind the calendar on flew to London stayed in a cheap hotel but it's fine and then had like a half hour walk to the velodrome all the time getting very nervously excited about the race because I'd only done one real race and I was still getting faster every time I did a 2k so I was loving the 2k 
and then got there. It was a bit of a, I think it was the first time they'd held it at the Lee Valley. Because there was definitely some logistics issues when it came to registering and signing in and stuff. Huge queue in the cold and bus loads of juniors would all sneak up the inside of the queue and get in first, but blah, whatever. Get in, register, get a piece of paper with my entry number and also importantly the stamp for or the space for a stamp for being a lightweight because remember I was entering as a 40 to no 30 to 39 lightweight uh, and so then I had to weigh in to make sure I was under 75 kilograms. It's 165 pounds in old money. Uh, so, I think it went all right, actually. I don't think there was any panics this time around because I was still being a very good boy in terms of making sure I made weight, didn't have breakfast, all that kind of stuff. So sailed through it and then wandered off to get changed. Meanwhile, the piece of paper, my registration number, unbeknownst to me, had fallen out of my pocket. So off I go, get changed, and then just stand up in the stands and watch the early races, which is mostly the juniors, which will be why they skip the queue, of course. But it's huge, the Lee Valley arena for rowing. It's massive. And also because the cycle track is so big, there's quite a big distance between the seats and the race floor. So you can't really like see the whites of the eyes of the rower. But they also split it up into two banks, if you want to call it that. So they have like a A and a B side. Although I don't know whether they were actually calling it A and B in 2014, but they did last time I was there. By the way, there's enough people on the floor that they run multiple races at the same time. So I was in the 3039 lightweight. I think they were running the 40 to 49 lightweight at the same time. Maybe the even the 50 to 59 too. So lots of rowers on the floor. For my event. They got to like 20 minutes before and I'm thinking alright I might, might as well go and see where I need to warm up. Go down to the kind of the stairs that take you under the velodrome 
and they ask me for my entry cards. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where was it? Now, not to completely undermine the jeopardy, but the guy at the taking all the things went, oh, this must be yours then. Because <laughs> someone had found it and handed it in. Terribly polite and nice down there. Very helpful. So, made my way under the floor, popped out the other end. And for the life of me, I can't remember how they did the warm-ups, whether they were separate machines like they were in later years, or whether you sat down and did the warm-up on the race machine right before you started. I can't remember. By the way, spent enough time warming up. I certainly remember not feeling short-changed. I'm pretty sure it was on the floor. Anyway. And then I'm sitting there. My sister was there. So was my cousin. Sister's husband too. And I could just, well, I say just make them out in the crowd. I could see them in the crowd, but I much preferred at the Scottish when Julie came to see me and I could, I mean, I could see the, the thing at the back of her throat. She was screaming at <laughs> me so much to go faster. Uvula, is that what it is? Anyway. So I could see Pam in the crowd, but didn't have that real thing where you could hear and see everything they were saying. And then those words, that even thinking about it now, <laughs> I can feel my stomach tying itself up in knots. And they're like, okay, gentlemen, put down your handles, get ready to start. At which point you sit there, everything goes quiet and you suddenly just have almost like a near-death experience as you run through what's about to happen over the next few minutes. All right, one more stroke. That was nicely timed, wasn't it? Have a little ad break here. Make sure you continue, come back. Don't worry, I will never run mid-row adverts. I think they might run at the bottom of the screen, banner ones, but that's why all my data is up over here now. So that if there is any adverts running at the bottom of the screen, they don't annoy you. Oh. So remember, as we start this next one, I didn't talk technique in that last one. So this time around, really think about that hip rock and nice straight arms from the front as you drive, swing, pull, okay? It's important you don't pull early from the front. I made a video about this called It's Not Just About The Legs. So if you don't know what I'm on about, you might wanna watch that. Okay, next interval is coming up in five, four, three, two, one, go. Now, I've gotta say, that's us 24 minutes into this one. And this is absolutely flying by for me. 
hopefully it is for you too. So anyway, right, race. Not much to say about the race. Um, it, it started, I put in everything I could. I think I got six, I wanna say 6.42, I think was my result. And fell off the machine on the floor, <laughs> completely exhausted afterwards. But importantly, the monitor showed that I'd come third. Now, what have we learned? Or what should I have learned from the Scottish Championships? Just because your monitor says something, doesn't mean it happened. So, I come off, and the announcer says, could the winners of the last race please take a seat? There's a medal presentation, it's about to begin. I'm thinking, oh, super. Get my medal, and then I can hot foot it back into London, do some Christmas shopping. Woohoo! Well, actually, that's, couldn't have done that. Pam was there. Anyway, regardless, I go take a seat. Talking away to the guy next to me. Oh, how'd you do? Oh, I did 6.42, how about you? Oh, says like 6.36 or something. Like, wow. Where did you place? He says, third. Huh? I'm third. Turns out that in a continuation of what happened at the Scottish, I was racing ex like, say, 20 rowers, but rather than have them all in the one race on the one monitor, they'd split it into two. So there was 20 30 to 39 year olds racing all in all, but on my monitor, I was only racing 10 of them. So even though I came third, I actually came sixth. But again, the monitor told me. So I sat there and then it was only when he very politely explained to me what happened, that again, not only did I want the world to swallow me up for being such a doofus and not understanding that that's what happened, I just felt, again, quite angry and cheated because I couldn't see the people I was racing against. Okay, I doubt I would have gone that much faster had I seen other names, but I'd like to have had the option. Anyway, so that was it. Another lesson learned about making sure you know how many people are in your event and then checking monitor setups and stuff. Didn't hang around for the 500 meter or anything. I just did the 2K that year. And then stayed for a coffee with sister and cousin and Pam's husband. 
the amazing Pete. And then that was it. Went back to my room, went back home, flew home, pretty much with a tail between my legs. <laughs> From the embarrassment of what happened. But got a nice t-shirt. Learned some good things, met some good people as well. And it really was good to be in the middle of all that excitement, if nothing else. So that was good. Then, so we can cover this one in seven minutes. End of January 2015, it was the English Indoor Championships, which I'd entered. I went for a big run on competitions. Now, what was it? You know what, actually, I'm having a brain fart. I can't remember if I did enter the English in 2015. Tell you what, let's skip over the English, just in case, because I don't want to tell you a lie. Hang on, think about it. 15, 16, 17, I must have done, done 2015. <laughs> yeah, I must have. Right, so English. Let's go back to that then. The English was held at the, and is still held at the Manchester Velodrome. Much the same setup in terms of your race on the bit in the middle where the cyclists usually warm up but this time everyone is in the middle including the crowd so that's fantastic so everyone's well if you're in the front row racing on the floor with the barriers the closest person's only about four feet away from you so you can really see them shout at you. Uh, but yeah, got there. Again, process of weighing in and things. All went well. I was being a good boy. And still rowing for free spirits at this stage as well. So bumped into a couple of the Manchester-based Free Spirits guys, who are still really good friends today. Dave Plum from Free Spirits really took me under his wing that day. I think he was one of the ones that originally told me I might be good at this, so he obviously had a sense of responsibility. Yeah, so, This time, the warm-up machines were behind the seats. And the toughest part with that, it's all the kids. <laughs> Sounds like I've got something against kids. I don't. But they're all on there, practicing their changeovers for the relays that come up in the afternoon. 
I'm trying to kick them off so I can warm up before 2K. It's tough because I don't want to be mean to kids, but I'm like, I really need to warm up. My race is in 10 minutes. But anyway, right, we've got just over three minutes to go, at which point you might start fatiguing. So I want you to really concentrate on your technique. Get that posture. This is the part that tends to go. You can start to do, as your legs and arms tire, you can start to do weird things led by a collapsing posture. So make sure to really concentrate on being up on your sit bones at the front of the machine with that powerful posture and a forward tilt of your hips, okay? Just for the last two and a half minutes. Now, got a confession to make here. I can't remember where I placed in the English. I'm gonna say second, because I'm pretty sure I've got a medal sitting over there. It's a silver color from the English. And I know I never won silver again at the English Championships. Spoiler alert. Question is, did I not win silver because I only ever won gold? Or did I never win another medal? But yeah, so the great thing about the English, this is what I want to talk about this one for, is it's the first time I ever had a race with somebody sitting beside me or behind me. It's like a timekeeper to make sure you don't cheat and stuff. But I came over and this guy who sounded a bit like Gary Barlow was like, oh, would you like me to give you a some encouragement during your role. I think you'll find that's a very good Gary Barlow impression. <laughs> and so I said, yeah. And it was amazing having someone behind just saying, that's it, come on. You're 500 meters down. You're holding your pace well. You're approaching a thousand. You can keep going. Come on, you've got this. You can do it. Not in a PT, I've got no idea what I'm on about way, but actually he was reading the monitor well. And I really think it helped push me through the last few meters. Right, last stroke. Talking of last few meters. Oh, tell you what, we'll do our cool down and then there'll be a little cut and it'll be me going to get the medal so we can find out for sure where I finished. 
I'm sure you care. Uh, yeah, so there wasn't much. The big thing about that first English race was the experience of, so I'm just trying to load up the cooldown, was the experience of having someone, a cox basically behind me, just saying, come on, you've got this, and kind of reading the monitor for me saying, you're, you're ahead of the other guy by 10 meters and things, because I mean, towards the end of a 2K, I'm eyes closed and I'm all over the place, just trying to squeeze out every last watt of power to try and get to the finish. So to have him going, come on, come on, yeah, right up, you're doing it, you're doing it. And just to know that I was making it and I was, wasn't letting any of the demons get in my head that tell you, oh, you might lose here. It was amazing, it really was. If you get a chance to do a race with somebody sitting behind you that knows what they're on about and they can talk you through it. This is why I make the pacer videos, is to try and be like that for you. Right, two minute cooldown. In three, two, one, go. So 18 strokes a minute again. Like the warm up. And just ease your way through this. I mean, it wasn't that tough a session today. So hopefully this cool down is more just about easing your muscles into a stop more than it is about you trying to calm down your breathing and things. So it gives you a chance to kind of decouple your brain from rowing as well. Can't believe we only got through the British and the English today. I mean, do tell me to speed up my stories in the comments for this one if I'm just laboring things too much, but I'm trying to give you an idea of the race experience, because not everyone either has raced or wants to race. But maybe you've got a little bit that thinks, I wonder what it's like. And it is amazing. I mean, you're rowing side by side with people and you hear when you start, you just hear this cacophony of Concept 2 flywheels whooshing. Sometimes there's music playing. Usually they stop the music, but sometimes they keep it on. Uh, the big thing to say about racing, though, is... I don't know if when you've done your test, whether you end up with a thing called erg cough afterwards, where basically you've been gasping for air so much you irritate your lungs, you end up with a bit of a bad cough. Well, because the velodromes, they keep them so dry because they don't want the wood to warp and also it helps the cyclist, the speed of the cyclist. Oh man, is it bad. You're just, it's like every single ounce of moisture has been ripped out of your body. There you go, it's so two minutes done. And especially your lungs. Oh, the erg cough. I've tried everything. Take, sucking on Jakeman's sweets right before a start and everything, but just, and then your lips get dry and oh, it's just this. Good tip for that actually is something that I saw Sam Blythe do, the fitness matters guy, my coach. He wears a wristband, um, like a sports wristband about that big, and he wets it before the race so it's damp. And you'll see him, I asked him because I had no idea what I was doing, but he'll, he'll row and then he'll suddenly go like that. He's rowing along and then just goes, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what's wrong with him? What's he doing? Has he got something stuck in his, uh, whatever. But you're saying, no, it was him wiping the sweatband across his mouth to kind of wet his lips and probably maybe even just sucking a little bit of moisture just to help that dry mouth. But there you go, there's a tip. Right, one second. Let's see the magic of television if I'm next holding a medal. Huh. 
Ta-da! There we go. Yeah, I was right. Silver. So, um, English Indoor Rowing Championships 2015. So I even got the date right as well, which is quite good for me. But silver medal. I'll maybe see if I can zoom in or whatever. But yeah, you should see it. Silver. Funny enough. But yeah, so I won a silver. Um, in the in the, the so that was the first time that I mean I'm not as much as I won the gold in the Scottish. Um, for the 1,000 metres, I don't really count that because nobody else was racing, so it's just, I could have turned up and done that in 15 minutes and I still would have won the gold. So that was the first time I'd been in a race, I'd actually raced people and I'd managed to, to kind of step up and win a medal, albeit silver. I think I'd, that was the first time I'd raced Luis, um, who's a great rowing buddy of mine. Um, the first time I'd raced him and beat him and then we ended up with a, a really good kind of back and forth for, for a good few years after that. So. Um, but therein lies more tales. But yeah, so there we go. So um, another, the British was another failure because uh, of me not reading the monitor right or knowing, but then the English was good. And then next up um, in installment number three um, of, of this uh, was when I went to Boston for the first time. So all of this was, this is all in the 30 to 39 category. And then I went to Boston in February 2015 and it was right after my 40th birthday. So I literally, it was like two days afterwards, I'd literally just turned 40. And then I went to Boston for the first World Indoor Rowing Championships. And that is a story you will hear in the next one. <laughs> so there we go. Right. I hope you enjoyed today's row. Do, like I say, do let me know if you're not enjoying the, the, me talking about myself during these. I'm sure you could just load up another. I've got enough, enough other three times 12 minute workouts on here that you could do that instead of listening to my story and, and whatever. Or just, yeah, stuff. But I'm hoping, like I say, I've got, I've got around about 200 workouts on here. I think having two or three that are a bit more about me shouldn't be a bad thing. Um, I'm going to continue. I'm still trying to get <laughs> traction with this Holly thing. So if you're not, not seen it already, basically my, my youngest... Um, uh, I've promised her that if I get a certain amount of subscribers to the channel that she can get my Apple Watch because I want to get a new one. Um, but I want to teach her patience and she doesn't just get spoiled and get given things, especially because... I mean, an Apple Watch, it might only be worth £30 for trading, but it's still an Apple Watch. So I, I want to teach her that you don't just get things just because you're my pretty little girl. Um, that you that things have to happen. So, uh, yeah. So the hashtag is still Holly. So just add that in, Holly. And then hopefully people will go, oh, and then maybe subscribe. And then once I get up to this numbers, you're going to make a, a little... Um, what she's, she's eight right now, um, but she'll probably be nine by the time we, we hit there. But you'll make a little girl very happy. And, and after all, isn't this what we're all caring about, is making making my daughter happy? We don't care about our own rowing. All we care about is... So yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, if you did this as part of the plan, then this was week three, session one. Week three, session two is going to be a mid-tier workout, so it's going to be a little bit tougher, but it's not going to be an absolute max workout. So um, it should be an interesting one. Uh, they have been so far. I've quite enjoyed redoing these ones and kind of just reimagining them very slightly. So we'll see what the next one is. Thank you so much for putting up with me. I really hope that these are helping you. Um, uh, uh, yeah, and like I keep on saying, you're helping me because I'm still not able to row at 100% yet. So by backing off and talking away to you, it keeps me sensible. So we're really, we're helping each other. It's a great symbiotic relationship going on. And I just hope that, that uh, my shtick works for you and all that kind of stuff. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.